good to be here with you. And uh, can I just tell you, uh, we're, we're uh, welcome to November. No, any, any no, no shave November people? So far, as you can see so far, I'm doing the no shave November. Probably it won't extend beyond uh, the weekend. But uh, if, you're, if, you're, uh, if you're no shave Novembering, more, more power to you. Uh, if you're raising money uh, doing a no shave November, even uh, more kudos, well done. And uh, hey, but uh, November for us, we're not focusing so much on the, the facial hair as uh, much as we are on growing in gratitude. That's the theme of, uh, of the month. Everything that we're gonna do on Thursday nights in November is around this theme of, of gratitude and growing in, uh, in thankfulness and appreciation for what God has given us. And, uh, and so, so this week, uh, we're, we're gonna dive in, and I'm gonna talk about uh, why gratitude's so important to God and, and why that's good news for us. Uh, and then uh, in next week, next Thursday, I'm gonna talk about the, the nitty-gritty, the nuts and bolts of uh, how we actually do it, like what's my responsibility in being a person of, of gratitude. Does that sound like a plan? And then, uh, and then uh, this is what I, I don't want any of you to miss. If you can't come next week, definitely come in two weeks because that's uh, our third annual Friendsgiving. Uh, yes. And uh, if you haven't been to uh, college at North Point uh, Friendsgiving, then uh, can I just tell you, it's one of the highlights of the year. You won't want to miss it. Uh, there's always too much food, so bring a Tupperware. Uh, nobody ever brings a Tupperware, I always say it. But bring a Tupperware so you can take leftovers. Uh, bring a friend uh, and, uh, and bring a side to share. Uh, we'll, we'll have people from North Point providing turkeys. Uh, there's a, a, a lady in our church who's already uh, um, agreed to make a stuffing for 100 people. So we need, we need to get at least 100 people in here or else I'm going to get so fat. I mean, so much fatter than I am now. But uh, I hide it well. I, I hide it well. But, uh, but it's coming up. And, um, and just, just so you know, I, I haven't said this in a few weeks, but uh, our goal this year is to share the gospel with as many, uh, as many college students as we can, uh, because we believe that Jesus is good news, that when people get to know Jesus, their lives change for the better. And, uh, and so uh, I need your help to do that, because you guys know a lot more college students than me, uh, and, and Friendsgiving is a great place to, uh, to give them an easy entry point. We won't preach at them, we'll just love on them and, and eat with them, and by love on them, I mean give them a place at our table, uh, uh, show interest in them. Uh, maybe uh, choose to hang out with them another time other than Thursday night. You, you guys get what I'm saying? Like that's what love does is it, it engages people and it reaches out to people and it gives them a place. Does that make sense? And, and so, men, uh, if you have friends that don't know Jesus, uh, bring them to Friendsgiving, uh, get, get them in the door, uh, get them connected to people who love Jesus. Uh, because, man, that's where people's lives get uh, changed in, in uh, a way that um, is beyond, uh, I don't know, human our human ability, like we can change small things, but God changes big things. And so, so that's, uh, that's coming, uh, coming up. Now, uh, can we dive into the, to the message, uh, growing in gratitude, part one. Everybody said part one? Part one. So there's part two next week. And, and here's the deal. I, uh, um, I find that uh, typically uh, we as people uh, are grateful in seasons. Like gratitude is sort of seasonal. Uh, that's sort of our default. Like a uh, uh, and what I mean is this, uh, I actually experienced this very literally. I lived in Seattle for five years, and my friend Sam, who's from Madera, the Madera Ranchos, any Ranchos fans? I love the Ranchos, yes, the Ranchos are great. <laughs> if you haven't visited the Ranchos, it's better than, it, than you think. But, uh, 
Uh, but my friend Sam, he uh, loves being outdoors, loves the sun. And there's this thing in Seattle called seasonal depression. Uh, and about two weeks into September, the sun goes away. Like it just disappears. There's, there's only clouds. Like the summer's sunny. And then in, in like the third week of September, no sun. And, and around the third week of September, Sam, who we lived with, uh, he'd start to get grumpy. And, and he'd start to get cynical. And he'd start to get irritated. And he'd start to get really short with us. And, and, uh, and really, uh, he, he, he would go from being a, a grateful, a positive uh, an encouraging person to uh, a sour patch kid, right? He's pretty short, so we like, we like short jokes. <laughs> but, uh, uh, and and so, so he would actually have to get this uh, vitamin D lamp, right? And he, he'd like read, read the newspaper or the, or the newspaper on his phone, I guess, uh, under the lamp. And uh, it sort of worked, but not really. And, um, and you know, it's so funny, though, because it's like a, a literal picture of what happens to us right, is uh, uh, our gratitude, it waxes and wanes depending on how bright our life is. Uh, I don't know if, if you're like me, I find that when things are going great, when I'm on the mountaintop, when uh, I'm, I'm uh, achieving the goals I set out, when my, uh, my relationships are healthy and thriving, uh, when I, my, my bank account's not empty, right, like those, those like kind of uh, uh, comfortable uh, pleasures, right, like when I get to eat delicious food all the time. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like when, when things are going good, when things are clicking, uh, when every, everything's sort of lining up, uh, those are the times in my life where gratitude just kind of spills out, uh, right? It's just like you're, you're positive, you're, you enjoy people more. Uh, but uh, when, uh, when things go bad, right? When I'm, when I'm in the valley, in the darker places in my life, uh, th- different sorts of things spill out. Things like uh, irritation, bitterness, resentment, cynicism, you know, all of those things that people enjoy uh, and like being around, right? Like, oh, that guy's really cynical. Like, let's hang out with him, you know? And, it's, and it makes everything kind of worse. And, uh, and here's, here's the deal. Uh, uh, that's like, that's our typical, our default mode, right? Is we're grateful when things are good. Uh, and, and typically, uh, it's more difficult. Uh, and if you're like me, uh, it's really natural to be negative when things are Bad. And, and here's uh, why gratitude is so important to God is, is gratitude is a tool that God uh, uses and it's a, a command that he gives us so that we don't have to live in, uh, in the prison of seasons, uh, so that we can live uh, positive and great, grateful and full all the time. Wouldn't that be nice? And, and so that's what I'd like to sort of unpack uh, for you tonight. Now, uh, uh, the good news is, is uh, when you surrender your life to Jesus, uh, when you choose to trust him with your whole life, uh, when you follow him, uh, it, it means that you, uh, you agree to, to let him dictate the terms of your life, which is, uh, sounds like bad news, but is actually really good news because uh, then the weather doesn't dictate the terms of your life, then your circumstances don't dictate the terms of your life, then body chemistry doesn't dictate the, the terms of your life. Right? Like it's just like, uh, you guys know, like it's just... Sometimes, like, my, my brain gets funky, right? It's weird, right? And, uh, and, and, but God, he says, he says I, it's my will that you would be grateful. In fact, this is your first fill-in. It's the main idea that I'd like to unpack for you tonight is that growing in gratitude is actually God's will for your life. Growing in gratitude is, is actually God's will for your life. It's the thing that, that Jesus commands believers to, to be. 
He commands us to be people of gratitude, people of thankfulness. It's part, it's part of why we sing so much at church. You, you might have wondered, why, like, why do they sing so much? Like, it's not normal. It's because, man, it's a practice of gratitude. We're grateful for what God has done for us. We're, we're grateful that he loves us, that he, he leads us, that he helps us. And, uh, and there's, uh, there's this verse, this set of verses in 1 Thessalonians, if you look at it, uh, the, two of the shortest verses in the Bible. First, uh, verse 16, it says, rejoice always, right? Two-word verse. And then verse 17 is, pray continually. Very, very good. And then and this one, right? This is my favorite, right? It says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's what? His will for you in Christ Jesus. In other words, uh, God doesn't just command our actions, but he commands our attitudes, which is such a foreign idea to us. Uh, but it's so good. It's so freeing. Uh, and and here's, here's the deal. Uh, you're like, give thanks in all circumstances. That seems uh, unrealistic, right? Because uh, usually, uh, so this is how gratitude works, right? We usually we're grateful for what we have, right? And if we don't have anything, then it's difficult to be grateful. And so in the circumstances that feel the darkest, in the, in the sort of valleys and the low places in life, uh, gratitude, it gets really difficult. Uh, the sort of seasonal, uh, seasonal gratitude starts to set in. But, but God says, no, 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 no. There's always uh, a reason for gratitude. And, 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 and here's the deal. Uh, in all circumstances doesn't mean that you're grateful for your circumstances. Does that make sense? So what, I, what, I, what I'm not saying and what this verse is not saying, it's not saying that uh, um, you, you getting cheated on by your boyfriend is something to be grateful for, right? Or uh, you, you getting sick is something to be grateful for. Or someone you love going through a hard season is something to be grateful for. That's, that's not what this is saying. It's saying that, that even in those moments, those difficult moments, that God is, is worth our worship and our appreciation and our affection and that he's given us good things that we can be grateful for. Does that make sense? Now, here's, here's uh, another verse. I think it's, it's pretty cool, it, and it gives some context to how this works. It says in Colossians 2, 6 through 7, it says this. So then, just as you received, and notice that word, just cir- circle on your notes, received. Just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught. And, and this is so interesting. It says, and overflowing with thankfulness. Isn't that interesting? And, and, and here's, here's the thing that I want you to notice is that uh, if gratitude is a result of what we have, uh, then we need to make sure that, that we have a source that doesn't run out. If you want to be a person who overflows with gratitude, uh, you need a, a waterfall, as it were. And, and, and what this verse is saying is that when you receive Christ, you receive sort of a, a waterfall of good things, of God's grace, of God's love, of God's help. And, and, and what he's saying is if, if you want to be a person of gratitude, uh, then you have to have a source that's rooted in Jesus. Now, uh, one of the things uh, that, uh, that I find myself doing is, is finding my, my gratitude in uh, my circumstances and in the people in my life. And, and uh, I remember uh, my, my last Friendsgiving in Seattle. Can I tell you about it? Uh, and uh, I hope this doesn't happen to you at Friendsgiving because it was a very painful experience for me, right? Uh, and and you, you know at, at, at 
Thanksgiving, at Friendsgiving, there's this tradition. I, I don't know um, if, if you've ever done this right, but, but inevitably someone really uh, extroverted, uh, that you, you sit on the table and someone really extroverted sits down and they're like, it's time for our Thanksgiving tradition, right? And they say, uh, we're all going to share one thing we're thankful for, right? And I don't know why I'm using this voice, right? But you guys, you guys know the tradition. If that's you, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You're a great person, and I, I love you. But, but, but it, it was a tough thing to hear from uh, the extrovert among us, right? Uh, because, uh, because I didn't have uh, anything in my mind to be grateful for. It was a difficult season. And so, so I don't know if you've had this experience, right? Uh, some of you are like, man, I always have something to be grateful. It's just natural to you. It just spills out. It's overflowing. And, and, and then there's other people who, who tend not towards gratitude uh, but towards uh, the opposite. Right? And, uh, and, and so I, I remember uh, uh, the, the people at the table, they started going around, and I'm sort of at the end of the line. And they're, they're, I'm thankful for my, my job, for my family, for my friends, for my roommate, roommates, for my health. And, and here, here's something some interesting. Uh, if, you, if you pay attention to this exercise, th- there's two words that, that uh, start every thankful thing. It's for, uh, for my, implying that it's something that people have, right? Uh, that they've taken possession of something, a relationship, a job, an attitude, health, right? It's for my, I'm thankful for my fill in the blank. And, and as uh, the, uh, the for my's went around the table, I had this realization, and, and it started to really freak me out because the more people shared, the more I realized uh, how little I had. You guys, you guys with me, right? I just, man, I, I don't like my job at all, right? Like, it's, it was so depressing. Like, I, uh, my, my, my family was far away. I was at odds with my roommates, and they were my friends. You know, that's what happens when you're having a hard time. You start to take it out on the people around you, and, and I was dead broke, right, like zero dollars in the bank account, broke, yeah. I guess you could be more broke than that, but <laughs> like loan shark broke, I don't know, but I was pretty, pretty broke, and, and so as we're going around, I, I'm like, what am I going to say, you ever heard that moment, like, oh gosh, like, it's coming to me, what am I going to do, right, and it comes to me, and, and I look down, thankfully, there were mashed potatoes in front of me, so I said, like with a smirk on my face, just like this. I'm thankful for these mashed potatoes. Yeah. Killed it, Kelly. Well done. Right? Like, and, and everybody, like, laughs. But me, like, they're laughing. They're like, oh, he's just being a joker, right? But me, the realization that hit me that, man, uh, all I have to be thankful for in this moment is mashed potatoes, right? Like, I don't, a dollar a potato, right? Four dollars for butter. <laughs> it's like, man. And it was, it was so disheartening, and, and, uh, and that's the trouble with gratitude, uh, is gratitude can only grow as big as its source. And for me, uh, I had, I had uh, found my gratitude in my circumstances, in the people in my life, in uh, the money in my bank account. And, and, and I found myself wanting. And, and I found uh, really negative things spilling uh, out of me. And, and gratitude is important in the kingdom of God. It's important to Jesus uh, for, uh, for a bunch of reasons, but I want to give you four. Does that sound good? All right, here, here they are. Why gratitude is, gratitude is important. Here's the first one. Gratitude is, is important because it honors God, not stuff. And that keeps me rooted in Jesus. Gratitude is, is important because it honors God and not stuff. And that keeps me rooted 
in Jesus. You can add the parentheses part if you want. You don't, you don't have to. But, um, but here's, the, here's the deal. Gratitude honors God. And, and if you're honoring God, you aren't worshiping stuff. And in fact, really, anytime you thank someone, anytime you express thankfulness, excuse me, uh, you're honoring uh, a person, right? And, and think about it. Like if, uh, if I thank uh, my wife for, for changing a poopy diaper, right? I have twin, twin one-year-olds and they're terrible, right? Like the diapers, not the twins, right? But if I, if I thank her, man, I'm honoring, I'm saying, hey, thank you for serving me well. Like thank you for, body, for taking the bullet, right? Like because I'm honoring her. Or if I say to my mom, thanks for making this delicious Thanksgiving turkey, I'm, I'm honoring her as a great cook and host. Yeah. Okay, cool, all right. I just need some affirmation. I'm having a hard time. But uh, uh, so uh, it, it honors people. And, and you see, gratitude has this, this way. It, it shifts appreciation from objects to a person. Uh, you see, you can, you can appreciate stuff and think nothing of uh, the person who, who gave it to you. But, but, uh, but uh, thankfulness is, is the way that we shift, uh, shift our attention from the gift to the giver. It's the way that we honor God. In fact, this is what the Bible says in Psalm 50, 23. It says, but giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. But giving thanks is a sacrifice that truly honors me. And so, so what the Bible says is that, that giving thanks honors God. But it, but it goes further than that, right? It says that, that uh, thanksgiving is a, a sacrifice, which is so, so interesting, right? Like, uh, I, I wouldn't think about saying thank you as uh, sacrificial. Like, I think of, like, laying my life down or, like, giving someone my sandwich, you know, like, the different levels of sacrifice. But I don't really think of thank you as a sacrifice, right? It's hard to let go of a good sandwich. But, uh, but, uh, but he says it's a sacrifice. In fact, it's an act uh, of worship. And when you give thanks, uh, think about this. What are you sacrificing? What does it cost you? Uh, because it typically doesn't cost you any money, right? It doesn't make your pocketbook lighter. Uh, it, it probably doesn't cost a lot of effort. Like, it, it's easier than saying I love you, certainly. It's only two words, not three, right? <laughs> and so, <laughs> I thought it was funny, but, uh, but, uh, but it's, it doesn't cost you anything tangibly, just two words. And, and thank you probably won't wear you out. But thank you will require you to, to be humble in your attitude, because to say thank you, you have to acknowledge that the person didn't have to bless you. Uh, you have to acknowledge that, that you, uh, you didn't earn what they gave you, that, that they could have withheld something good from you. Are you, are you with me? It's, it's humbling yourself before someone and saying, hey, listen, uh, what you gave me was good, and I appreciate it, and I know that uh, you didn't have to. Like, there's, there, it takes some humility. It's acknowledging that that you didn't do it on your own, that they've shown you grace, that they've shown you kindness, and the kicker is this, that they didn't have to. I think about it this way. Uh, many, many of the things we appreciate, we aren't grateful for. Uh, and what I mean uh, is, is this. Uh, so uh, when I think about my growing up, and uh, uh, maybe this is, is you, uh, but I always did fairly well in school, not exceptionally well, like not, not straight-A student, but A's and B's, and, and, uh, and I, I appreciated the good grades. Uh, I appreciated getting into college, but I was never really grateful for it. Uh, and, and you see, uh, I assumed that I had blessed myself. Uh, I worked hard. I have a big brain. Uh, this theory proved false. Uh, <laughs> like, it's just not, it's not the big brain. I'm not, 
I, I make a lot of uh, bad assumptions and, and bad critical thinking errors. But, uh, but uh, as a result, because I thought that it was me doing it, I, I didn't owe a thank you to anyone. I, I appreciated uh, that, that I was getting good grades, but I didn't really credit my teachers, my parents, my friends who were like, you can't copy my homework, you have to do it yourself. Like, you, you guys, you know, you had, had, are you those friends? You're those friends, right? Good, okay. Uh, but, uh, but you see, uh, th- there was no one I, I owed any honor. But, but here's the deal. Gratitude has a direction. It doesn't stop with me, right? If I'm grateful, I, I can't be just simply grateful to myself. Uh, it, it looks beyond me to another. And, and as I've gotten older, I've learned uh, the value of gratitude. And, and it honors God by remembering what he's given me. And so, so you put this in the context of, of school and grades, right? Uh, God, thank you for, for parents who helped me with school, right? God, thank you that I never had to worry about how I was going to uh, pay for my books. God, thank you for a great set of teachers uh, who, even though I was obnoxious, didn't kick me out of their class, like, right? Like, like, I just remember throwing shoes across classrooms, right? Like, it could have been kicked out pretty, pretty easily, right? But, uh, but God, thank you. Uh, thank you for, for giving me a brain, right? Like, you, you guys know that you can't take credit for having a brain? not rocket science, but we don't think about it often. Like, we appreciate that we can think that, that our lungs open and close, right? Uh, but, but we don't often give thanks to God for it. But you see, gratitude, it keeps me rooted in, in this reality that, that uh, there's someone who cares about me, who's been providing for me, who's been helping me. And, and do you know how much that changes difficult seasons to know that you have someone that's with you in the valley? That, that you have someone with you that's been helping you and taking care of you, that's been providing you with the things that you, you need in the good times, and so you know that he'll be there in the low times. It change, gratitude changes you. It changes your perspective. It, it, and, and honoring God, it roots us in the person of Jesus. Now, secondly, uh, gratitude moves you forward. It moves you forward. And, and here's what I mean. You, you see, uh, gratitude has a direction. It doesn't stop with us. It, it looks at the, at the person who's given us something worth celebrating, worth appreciating. It's appreciation with uh, a direction. And, and living by faith, it keeps us from fixating on our circumstances because uh, we're not so concerned about what we have and don't have. We're, we're, we're more concerned with a relationship. And, and so it keeps us moving forward. It keeps us moving towards someone. Uh, and, and, and that's such good news because it, it appreciates the person more than the pleasure, right? And, and, and when you have a gratitude that's rooted in Christ, you're going to always move towards him. And can I tell you that, that Christ is always in good places doing good things, uh, and, and, and it's because, man, he's, a, uh, he's the embodiment of love, right? He, he loves people in difficult places. So you can walk into difficult places and know there's going to be something good there. Now, uh, there was this group of musicians, they wrote a song, uh, and uh, they're sort of the, uh, the Jonas brothers of uh, ancient Israel. I call them the, the Korah brothers. Uh, and uh, they, they were this, this religious church band kind of thing, and they wrote this psalm called Psalm 84. And we actually have a, a church song that we put to modern music called Better Is One Day. And you guys, better is one day in your, that one. Uh, and it's like the one guy with the guitar and it's, everybody's like crying. It's, it's awesome. Uh, and good tears, positive tears, grateful tears. But, uh, but they wrote the song and, and the, the song starts out by saying, how lovely is your dwelling place. 
And it's, it's such an interesting start to the song. It's the original uh, home is where the heart is. And how lovely is the place that you are. That's what, right? It's like, you'd be a country song, could it not? I'm, it's where you are, honey, right? Like, I was trying not to point at anybody in particular, right? My honey's not here, but, uh, but it's the original home is, <laughs> home is where the heart is. <laughs> uh, but here's the deal. These fellows were in a tight spot because they weren't in the dwelling place of God. Uh, they weren't in heaven, and, and they weren't at the temple. And, and so they're like, we want to go there. Like, my heart yearns for you. It longs for you. I just wish that I could be there, but I'm not. Right? Are you guys with me? And, and how many of us, uh, we struggle to be grateful uh, because we're not with the thing or the person uh, or the, uh, the, the dream that we love the most. Here's the deal. Uh, you can only be grateful for what's lovely to you. You can only appreciate what's lovely to you. And, and so they're saying his, his dwelling place is lovely, but we're not there. And they're in a low place. And, and as they get to the middle of the psalm, uh, it says this. In Psalm 84, 5 and 6, it says, uh, happy are the people whose strength is, uh, what? In you, and, and whose hearts are set on a pilgrimage. In, in other words, they say, um, we love the journey. That's what, when he says, uh, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage, he says, we love the journey. Do you know why they love the journey? Because they're going to the, to the thing that's lovely. Uh, they're, they're, they're chasing down the thing that they appreciate the most. Are you guys with me? That, that, that they're, they're going uh, to go spend time with the person that they're the most grateful for. You guys have somebody like that in your life that you're just grateful for that person. You just can't wait to see that friend that moved away, that family member that you don't see very often, but every time you get to, 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 to get in the car and drive to where they are, you just you get pumped, right? Because your hearts are set on the pilgrimage. It sounds so uh, old, but they, they love the, the journey. And, and, and then it goes on, it says this, and as they pass through the valley of Baca, everybody say Baca, Oh, you guys are so good at Hebrew, right? Okay, so this is, as a pastor, the Valley of Baca, and, and it's uh, uh, the Valley of Baca means the Valley of Weeping, Tears. It's so sad, right? Like they're in the low place, like the Valley, the dark place. It's not good. Valley of Baca, right? Like they say, uh, as they pass through the Valley of Baca, can I just say, uh, sometimes to get to the thing that's lovely, you have to go through something dark, and, and, and so he says, as they pass through the valley of Baca, and this is so interesting, it says, they make it a source of spring water. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird verse. You're going through a valley of tears, of weeping, and it's the source of spring water. It's so interesting to me. It's, it's, like, it's like he's saying, yeah, they're in a low place, but, but tears roll downhill. <laughs> it's like, I'm just drinking in the tears, right? It's all right here at my feet in the valley of Baca, right? Like, good times. But, but here's, here's the cool thing, is gratitude, it, it transforms sorrow into a source, a source of strength, a source to move you towards the thing that is lovely. Does that, does that make sense? For, for example, I, uh, my first job was at Fairman, Fairwinds Retirement and Leisure Home over by Woodward Park. Uh, and uh, so there's lots of old people, and they're mostly pleasant. Uh, but I was a waiter, and it was a difficult job, a difficult first job, uh, because here's, here's, can I just frame, frame for you what I had to do? So as a waiter, normally you serve people one dinner uh, and maybe a dessert. 
But at an old folks home, all, all their food's paid for, right? So they, ordered, they would order like one dinner, and then they'd be like, I don't like it. So they'd order a second dinner, and then be like, ah, salmon, it's a little dry. And so they'd order a third dinner, and then they'd be like, uh, and what's for dessert, right? So then you bring them three desserts. And then, and then at the end of, of bringing them like everything on the menu, uh, inevitably they'd say, uh, hey, can we get some, uh, some uh, bananas and prune juice to go? And so you're like spilling prune juice everywhere. Like you smell like prunes all the time. It's, you got your apron, right? It's, it's black so you can't see it, but you can smell it. And it's just a really dark place, right? This Fairwoods is a dark place, right? And, and I, just started, I just started college about halfway into this job. And, uh, uh, and do you know, I was, I was grateful uh, to be in college. I was grateful to have an opportunity uh, to, to grow and to learn and to pursue uh, a career. But do you know that low place? Man, it propelled me to work so much harder in school. Can I tell you that, like, there was so much motivation moving me forward after, uh, like, like eight months of prune juice apron? You guys, you know what I'm talking about? And I know it's sort of absurd, right? But, but we have these moments that are, that are so low. And, and God allows us to walk through valleys so that we would look up to where he is, to where his help comes, where our help comes from. Are you guys with me? And, and, and God, he uses gratitude to move us forward. He, he, he uses gratitude to transform our, our sorrow into a source of strength and momentum and movement so that we don't get stuck in low places so, so that we look up and we see there's something better to, to, to chase after. Now, here's the third thing, uh, quickly. Um, gratitude values others. Uh, gratitude values others. And, uh, and here's the deal. If you have a hard time uh, connecting with people, uh, then, uh, man, a great place to start is uh, becoming a person who's grateful. Uh, and think about it this way. Uh, I stole this from, from Rick Warren, but it's, but it's clever. So, so here's, here's the idea. So uh, gratitude uh, um, is uh, sort of appreciation with direction. You guys, does that make sense? Appreciate, it's appreciating someone for who they are or what they do. And, uh, and the opposite of appreciation is depreciation, which uh, depreciation is when something loses its value. And so if you've bought a brand new car, you know that driving it off the lot is a mistake because as soon as you do, you lose half its value, two-thirds. I don't actually know. It's, it's, it's a rough one. You're like, you, you know that if you drive away uh, and you try and bring it back, you're hosed. Like you can't bring it back because you're going to be out 10 grand. You guys with me? depreciates in value. And, and so you can, think about, uh, you can think about gratitude in this way, that gratitude is the ministry of appreciation, of adding value to people. And, and you think about uh, the people in your life who you like to be around the most. Uh, th- they're probably the people who, who see the best in you, uh, who, who uh, point, out, point out your successes and, and, and applaud. Man, that was awesome. You, got, you guys have that uh, person in your life? Do you? Do you? Here's, here's, if, 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 uh, if, if I can ask this question, do you have that person in your life and we don't get like resounding applause, that's a problem. It means we need to be, become people who are grateful, not just seasonally, but all the time because the people of gratitude, they add value to the people around them. You guys are amazing. Look at you, beautiful, positive, smart. We'll work on it. Or I was, it's a, we're practicing, you guys are, you guys are anyway. But it adds value. To, to others. Can, can you imagine what this room would, would look like, right, if, if we were so grateful that everybody who walked through the doors uh, felt like their value increased? 
uh, or, or maybe I could say it a different way, that they, they could recognize how valuable they actually are. Because so many times in life we hear uh, voices from outside and from within that tell us, uh, you're not, you don't matter, you're not good enough, you'll never make it, right? But, but God's desire is that we would be people of gratitude because it values others. There's this interesting verse in Ephesians 4, 29, it says this, No foul language is to come out, come out of your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need so that it gives grace to those who hear. Now, uh, essentially he says, uh, you should use your words only to build people up. And uh, the context of this verse, he's talking about speaking the truth. Uh, and and he, he says, if you're going to speak the truth, make sure that it's going to build someone up. And, and, and the context of the verse, he's talking about people who are speaking the truth in anger. You guys ever, you know that person? Well, you need to get your act together, right? Like, you're, you really hurt my feelings and you suck at life, right? Do you know that, that person? <laughs> I, I'm being general and vague, right? But, uh, uh, but, but he, he's speaking to people. He says, hey, listen, uh, don't wag the finger at people. Don't, don't speak out of anger speak out of gratitude. Speak, speak uh, words that, that build people up, that add value to people. Do you, do you see why gratitude is so important to God? To, because if, if we're not people who are grateful for what God has done for us, then it's going to be very difficult uh, for us to be grateful uh, for what God is doing in the lives of others. Do you, do you guys understand what I'm saying? And, and, and can I just tell you, it's very sad uh, that, that the church uh, is not known for gratitude and adding value uh, to others. There's a, a World Magazine uh, did a study on uh, Americans under 30 and their views of Christians. Can I give you just some percentages? Uh, all right, so check it out. So it says uh, 91% say that, uh, that Christians are anti-homosexual. Uh, 87% of Christians are judgmental. 78% of Christians are old-fashioned. Uh, okay, uh, 70% of, this is the kicker, right? This, I, this one was a stinger. 70% of Christians are insensitive to others. Do you, do you hear the, do you hear, <laughs> yeah, it's not good, right? Do you hear the criticism? Man, the, man, and, and uh, what would, man, what would people say if every Christian uh, in, in America uh, was most, most notice, noticeable the most noticeable attribute was gratitude, uh, of adding value to others. If, if we were people who were grateful, do you, do you think that that could change something? Uh, do you think that could change maybe our political, the political temperature that we're feeling right now? It's getting hot in the kitchen, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's why I, I don't speak off the cuff. It gets bad. But, uh, but here's the deal. Gratitude, it values others. And God cares about us being people who are grateful, not just in uh, the seasons that are, that are gray and bright, but, but also in the valleys. Uh, because if we're grateful when things are going terrible, uh, we, we still are able to, to add value to the people around us. And, and when, if you're able to add value to the people around you, uh, then you don't feel so low, so worthless, so inept. Uh, and, and, and that's how we feel when we're in dark spaces and low places, right? But God says, hey, be, be grateful so that, and so that you can lift others. Here's the last one, four. Gratitude frees you from failure. Gratitude frees you from 
failure. Now, uh, I'll make this quick, but uh, you will have seasons of loss in your life. There will be seasons where you walk through a valley and it feels like nothing good is coming your uh, way. Uh, and, and can I just tell you that they don't have to be prisons. Can I read you a text message I, I got from my wife this morning? This week has been, uh, can I? Okay, cool. It wasn't rhetorical. Okay, I just, it's very personal, you know, text messages with with a wife, but, uh, oh, here we go, right here, okay, uh, so uh, it's been a, a sort of a, a low valley kind of week for me, uh, been pretty, pretty tiring, kind of heavy stuff, and, uh, and this is a, a text message that sort of uh, in, encapsulates the week that, that we've been having as a, as a family, you guys ready, it's pretty serious, this is the message, uh, one, two, three, four, five words, here we go, at 10.35 a.m., my wife, she says, poop is ruining my Life. Yeah. Woo. Sometimes you find yourself in low places, do you not? And, and here's, uh, so, okay, I'll read you my response. Sorry, exclamation point. Did they blow out, right? Because you guys know a blowout, it's when the diaper doesn't contain the projectile. <laughs> that's a crude, crude humor, right? But, uh, so I'm like, oh, that's, that's worst case scenario. I just, it's gross. I don't like, I don't like poop. It's, I think it's funny, but I don't like actually interacting with it. Right? But, so, uh, and this is a response. Uh, uh, Cameron finally fell asleep, and then Melody woke up because she pooped. I'll challenge any of you to sleep through a poop. It's difficult to do, right? <laughs> Here's the, the second half. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, and then Cameron pooped, and now they are both inconsolable. Going to let them cry it out again. Uh, Shruggy emoji. <laughs> okay. No, here's, here's, uh, here's, what, here's why pooping themselves awake is a really bad news. It's because they've been sick, running their noses. Like there's, I changed my clothes like three times a day because they kept like falling into my shirt and my leg, like Cameron face planted into my knee and then I had boogers on like my, my pants, right? And, uh, and then she's mad because she face planted into a knee. And, uh, and so when babies are sick, they don't sleep. So they slept maybe three hours last night, which means I slept like an hour and a half. And so I'm, I'm tired, and then I'm dealing with, with, uh, with all sort of the, the normal things that you, you carry in life, right? And, and, uh, and I'm like, oh, they pooped. They pooped during the nap. That means tonight is going to be just as difficult, right? And, and, and here's, here's the deal. Uh, I, uh, um, I, if I had experienced poop is ruining my life, uh, Four years ago, uh, I don't know, a few years ago, uh, man, gratitude would have been impossible. Impossible. And, and, and here's why. It's because I had not uh, allowed God to be the source uh, of my gratitude. And, and, uh, and, and here's, here's the thing that's, that's so, so interesting about about gratitude and, and God being the source. It's because when things don't go well, when life throws you a blowout, right? You, 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 bomb, you bomb a class and you're gonna have to retake it. Uh, you get fired from a job, your relationship falls apart and, and you're not getting the result that you want. Uh, it, it, you're still free uh, to, to live with gratitude. There's this verse uh, let me read it to you, and, and you'll see what I mean. In Habakkuk 3, 17 and 18, it says this. Uh, and this is a farmer uh, writing about 
a bad crop season, right? You guys know about that. It says, even though the fig trees have no fruit and, and no grapes grow on the vines, that's bad, right? Uh, and even though the olive crop fails and, and the fields produce no corn, bad, right? Uh, even though the sheep all die, like not just like half the sheep, all of the sheep died, right? It's like, this guy's not doing a good job at farming, right? He's like, all the sheep are dead and the cattle stalls are empty, right? Like, it's really sad. It's really sad. Like, how do you be grateful if all your sheep died? Like, they were your best friends, right? Like, it's so sad. And, and then he says this, but I will still be joyful and glad because the Lord God is my Savior. Isn't that incredible? And, and, and here's the thing, is when, when you allow Jesus to be the Lord of your life, he, he uh, commands gratitude. He, in fact, he, he frames gratitude. In fact, he, he resources gratitude. He, 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 uh, he lets you hold out your bucket to be filled by the waterfall of grace and love, and his help, and you always find him uh, meeting you in those low moments. Uh, the, there's the Valley of Baca. You guys remember that one, the Valley of Tears? Uh, they roll down hill. There's this line in, in that verse. It says that uh, even the autumn rains will bless the valley. And uh, in, in Israel, uh, the rainy season is winter, uh, which means autumn rains don't really happen. And when they do, it's not very much. But do you know uh, that, uh, um, that God designed uh, this world and life uh, in such a way that blessings roll downhill? That when you are doing well, uh, that, that it should spill out and overflow onto the people who are struggling? Does that make sense? And so, so I would just say to you, if you're in a low place and you're like, I don't know how I could grow in gratitude, can I just tell you, uh, that God designed life in such a way that, that uh, you would be blessed in the low moments uh, by, by his provision, by his grace, as, as you, you trust in him by faith. And it doesn't always uh, seem like that's the way we want it to work, but that's the way that he designed it to work, that, that the people who are, are doing well would bless you who are struggling. And so uh, tonight, if, if you're struggling, man, let let the church bless you by singing these songs over you. Uh, if you're struggling, man, let the church bless you by praying for you. We have uh, some pastors in the house. Uh, Ange will be down to pray. We've got some leaders like, like Eric who, who'd love to just to pray for you. You can share a little bit or a lot. And we'd love to pray for you and encourage you. Uh, and, um, and can I just say that Jesus would love to speak into your life. And I hope that you've, you've heard the Holy Spirit encouraging you. Now, uh, next week we're going to be talking about Man, the, the practical steps, how we can uh, become people of gratitude, what, how the steps we can take. And, and I hope you can make it back uh, for that. But uh, until then, can I pray for you and then we'll sing and, uh, and we'll go from there. Is that good? All right.